Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we hop into the episode, I just want to remind you to download my free guide to Facebook targeting audiences. It has been created specifically for teacher business owners, and I go through the warm, lookalike, and cold interest-based audiences that you need to have set up to be running Facebook and Instagram ads. There are checklists and brainstorming pages so that you know you have everything. But as an exciting special, I'm opening up some audience audit calls where you can hop on to a 15-minute Zoom call with me and you'll get my eyes on your audiences so that you can make sure not only you have all of the audiences, but they truly are perfect for your business. So head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audience audit to book your free audience audit call today. Okay, now into the episode. Welcome back to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Jen Zaya, and today I am chatting with guest expert Sarah Whitaker. She is an elementary school teacher turned podcast manager and the founder of Podcasting for Educators. She and her team help TPT authors and other online educators just like you launch, manage, and grow their podcasts. She loves continuing to serve teachers by helping her clients get their knowledge, expertise, and guidance into the ears of those who need it most. Sarah is also the podcast host of Podcasting for Educators, where she shares new podcasting tips every Wednesday. It is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, so I definitely think you should head there and check it out. Without further ado, let's welcome Sarah on to the podcast. Welcome back to Market Scale Grow. Today, I have an exciting guest with me. I'm talking to Sarah from Podcasting for Educators. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Jen Zaya. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited. So I'm really, really excited about this podcast because you're almost going to example what we're talking about as you're doing it. Yes, I know. I was thinking about that before we got on. It's it's going to uh, make very nicely for examples of everything that we talk about today. Wow, we're <laughs> going to be talking about being a guest on people's podcasts, which is something I personally have started to tiptoe into. So I'm really excited to hear about your tips and strategies. Before we get into that, do you want to give a little background of who you are, what you do? Yeah, I would love to. That That's perfect. I am Sarah Whitaker and I'm a former elementary school teacher. So I taught first grade, second grade, and then I got my ELL certificate and I was an EL teacher my last year of teaching. And then I learned about the online business space. I started as a virtual assistant and then I quickly pivoted into podcast management. So I am podcast obsessed. I listen to them pretty much all day, every day. And I work one-on-one with clients. We help them, you know, get their podcast started and then we manage it monthly. So doing editing, writing show notes, 
and all of that. And it's super fun. And now I've, I've kind of niched down and now I work specifically with educators. So a lot of TPT sellers, um, people who are, some are in the classroom, some have left the classroom, but I just love it. Cause I still kind of get to be connected to that world of education and, you know, what brought about me starting to talk about guesting on podcasts is that I have several clients who have these really awesome, successful podcasts in the education space, and nobody is reaching out to them to ask if they can be a guest on their show. And so I'm kind of trying to spread some awareness around that and give people a good idea of how to best approach this strategy, because it can be a really, really powerful way to build your audience and just build awareness around your brand and, and around you. Absolutely. Yes. So let's jump in with like beyond what you just shared, some of the more, the bigger benefits of podcast guesting. Yeah. So, I mean, like you just said, and I kind of touched on this, but I think the biggest, most obvious benefit is just that it is a visibility strategy and it's a free visibility strategy. So podcast guesting is I mean, there's some, some people out there who will charge for you to be on their podcast, but that's very rare. And so if somebody ever tries to charge you, I always say run the other way because I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, maybe at like some of the really higher levels, like I could imagine Joe Rogan asking me to pay him to be on his podcast, for sure. <laughs> but I didn't realize it was a little bit more mainstream of like podcasts that I might actually be able to get on. Cause let's be real. Joe Rogan doesn't need to talk to me. <laughs> that would be an experience. And so it, I mean, cool. you're right. Like it is definitely still way more rare than, than something that you'll see, but for the most part, it is totally free and it's a pretty, you know, low investment on your money, low investment on your time. And if you get yourself on the right shows that are a good fit for both you and the host, then you're just putting yourself in front of your ideal customer, your ideal clients, depending on, you know, what services or what products you offer. But it's just a really great way to get in front of a whole new group of people all at one time. And kind of going further with that, the biggest perk is that with podcasting in general, is that when you are a guest on a podcast, and that episode airs, it's not just out there the week that it airs. It's it's out there for as long as the podcast exists. And in most cases, what's unique about podcasting is that it the episodes just gain more traction over time. And so people might hear your episode the week it goes live and they might hear it. Some other new people might hear it, you know, a year from now or two years from now. And so it's just like constantly getting your name and your services and your products out there. I will often find a new podcast and then go back and binge the entire podcast. Yes. So I, I know that there's been times where I've found somebody and they must've done the interview a year, two years earlier. Um, here I am just listening to it now and it's still relevant and it's still there floating around. So that's a really good point to, to remind people of. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast and <laughs> I can't remember which one it was, but they were talking about that. They did research on this and the research showed that, that the episodes just be, they become more popular over time versus like social media. You know, you put so much effort into creating your Instagram posts and things like that. And 
the most eyes that are going to be on it are probably the day that you post it. Whereas people do when they discover a new podcast, just like you said, they go back and they listen to, they kind of skim through all the episodes, see which ones apply to them, see which ones they're interested in. And so, yeah, it's just your stuff's out there long-term. So we may touch on this further, like further on in our conversation, but you talked about finding the right podcast. So do you have any tips or strategies for making sure that when you're pitching someone, it is a good fit? Yeah, absolutely. We can definitely talk about that because that's a really important piece is making sure that you're taking the time to find the right shows to guest on because both, I mean, from a host perspective, a podcast host, you know, if you're listening and you don't have a podcast Podcast hosts really want to bring on people who are going to fill those gaps for them. So they want to bring on people who are going to, you know, provide value and speak on things that maybe they might not normally speak on or they might not know as much about. Like an example of this would be Jen Zaya that you just came on to my podcast to talk all about Facebook ads. I know nothing about Facebook ads, but my podcast is about podcasting. And I always have people ask me, should I run Facebook ads to my podcast? So I knew that you would be a perfect fit for my show and we have similar audiences. So that's really what you want to look at is thinking about who's actually listening to these podcasts, because that's who you're going to be speaking to. And that's who you want to provide the value for. So when you're looking for right fit shows, you want to be looking for shows that have a host who does something complementary to what you do, but not necessarily the exact same thing. So just like the example I gave of you and I, we have similar audiences in that we talk to teacherpreneurs and people in the education space, but we specialize in different things. You and Facebook ads, me and podcasting. Another example of this would be, I have two people who one has a literacy podcast. And so she serves upper elementary school teachers, mostly with reading and writing strategies. And then she had a guest on who supports ELL teachers and classroom teachers who have ELL students in their classroom. And so she came on to the literacy podcast to talk about ways that the classroom teachers could support those ELL students that they have. So that was like a really good fit because they have an overlapping audience, but they support that audience in different ways. Right. And I was thinking when you were explaining about me going onto your podcast, having you on my podcast, I talk about like paid marketing strategies most frequently, but I also do touch on holistic marketing and organic, but I don't have the inner knowledge and workings of some of those pieces like podcast guesting. That's how you kind of fit in here. It's also about marketing. It's for teachers, like you said. And so with our similar audiences, it works really well that way too. Just as another example. Yeah, that's perfect. And that's exactly what you should be doing when you're looking is like, seeing topics that they maybe have touched on that you could dive a little bit deeper into and kind of present it as like a follow episode to a previous episode that they've had on. Oh, I like that. That's a really good way to look at it. So if somebody who's listening wants to get started guesting for podcasts and adding that as to a piece of their marketing strategy, where do you recommend that they start? Yeah. So I always tell people that the very first thing that they should do is And if you have, I mean, if you've had your business for a while, you probably already have this nailed down, but just in case you don't, you want to make sure that 
A, you know exactly who you're speaking to and that you're really comfortable speaking about what you could talk about on a podcast. And so then you're taking your expertise and you can sit down and brainstorm some, make a list of, you know, three to five topics that you feel really good about speaking on that you specialize in and that you could kind of dive deeper into if you were a guest on a podcast. So come up with a list of expert topics that you would be able to kind of tweak a little bit depending on each specific show that you're on, but coming up with those topics. And then you can even go so far as to jot down like some bullet points, some talking points for each of those topics. And the reason why that's so important is because that leads into when you actually reach out to the podcast host, you can then present them with, Hey, this is exactly what we could talk about. Here's even some talking points that I have that I think would be really helpful for your audience. And so then the podcast host is like, yes, please. It like, you've done the work for me. It's, it's an easy yes. When you present it to them in that way. I was going to say as a host, it's a lot easier when someone says, Hey, I would love to serve your audience. And they phrase it that way. Like I want to help your audience, not, Hey, I want to grow my own business and I'm going to steal your audience, right? Like, how are you coming to me as the host to help my audience? And then this is the topic. Do you, or like even gives three options, which one do you think would fit best? Because then I can look at the other episodes I've already done and the ones that I have scheduled and find one that fits in with the overarching theme, if you will, of the season or whatever it may be so that it just kind of all flows nicely together versus if someone's just like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast. Oh, why? (laughs) Who are you? Who are you? What do you do? The answer is no. Exactly. And it's, it is crazy that like people do do that from like, I'm, I love that I've, I've kind of had like both perspectives now. Cause I've, I've worked on the back end of my clients podcast and I've like seen pitches come in from other people. And then now that I'm a podcaster, I've had that as well. And like, you would be amazed at some of the pitches that people will give, like they won't even, <laughs> They won't even put your name. They won't put the podcast name. Like they have so clearly just like copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. They haven't even written the name in. (laughs) Yes. And some people have done that. Like they'll have their template where they're supposed to fill in the blank, but they don't actually fill in the blank. I've seen that before. Yeah. It's like, hey, name parentheses. (laughs) Oh no. See, for me, that's not even like response worthy. Oh no. I am like one of my, I don't philosophies, life principles, whatever you may is to respond to people, even if the response is no, thank you. Or I'm sorry or whatever. But if you're going to put that little energy into it, like not even double checking to make sure that you put my name into your template, then I, is that response worthy? No, it is not response worthy. (laughs) It is not response worthy. It goes straight to the junk folder. (laughs) Um, so speaking of reaching out to hosts and pitching yourself, those are some of the ways to not do it. How should we do it if we're trying to get onto people's podcasts? Yeah. So you can, I think there's like kind of two main places where you can reach out to podcast hosts. You can do it. I see this a lot in the teacherpreneur space. I think Instagram is like definitely a go-to place. And I think it's an acceptable place to do this now. Um, whereas some people prefer the route of doing it via email. I think that 
you know, if it's, if it's a totally cold pitch, like you've never had any interaction with this person, you don't follow each other on social media, maybe do an email right away. But if it's somebody who, you know, you've done some engaging with, you've seen them on Instagram, maybe you have a mutual friend, it's totally okay to send a message on Instagram and include the person's name, include their podcast name before you reach out to them. You don't have to listen to every single one of their episodes, but take the time to go through and first make sure that the exact topic that you're pitching has never been covered on the podcast Mm -hmm. in that way before. And also like check to make sure that they even are active at this time. A lot of podcasts are showing up in search results, but they haven't had an episode in like six months or a year, but they're still out there. Um, So see and check and see if they've had an episode recently, what the frequency is, if they even have guests, you know, a lot of shows are just solo. And in that case, if it is just a solo show, you could still approach it, but let them know that you've done your research and that you know that they only do solos, but would you be open to the idea of doing a guest episode? I've had success with that before. And the, and sometimes the person's like, yes, I've, I've been wanting to do a guest episode. I just, I'm not sure how to go about it. I've, I don't know who to reach out to and things like that. So you can still approach them, just do it in a way that shows like, Hey, I actually know who you are and I know what your podcast is and who it's for and all of that. And so what I typically recommend is then pitching them with one topic that you think would be the best fit. And then you can also attach what's called a a media sheet or a media one sheet that has like your full bio, maybe your social links, um, and some additional topics. So you can present it as like, this is the topic that I think would be really helpful for your audience. And this is what your audience will walk away from X, Y, and Z. Um, and here's my media sheet. You can link it if it's in an email and say, there's some additional topics if you want to look over those too, because like you touched on Jenzea, you don't know the schedule of a podcaster. Like some podcasters will be scheduled out six months in advance. And maybe they've since done an episode on that topic, but it just hasn't aired yet. Whereas other people kind of go week by week. So just giving them some options, but doing it in a way that shows them that you've done your research rather than like just giving them a list of like 20 random topics. <laughs> I really like that of having this one would be the best fit, but see the media sheet for additional ones. So that it's not, like you said, not just like a bullet list of, oh, now I have to read all of these things. Yes. <laughs> I often will go back at the person who's pitched to me and said, any of these works, whichever one you're most comfortable with, or um, I don't even ask the question. I just show up and find out what the person wants to talk about because I tend to pick guests. Like I've never had somebody on my show who's talked about podcasting. So with you, for example, I mean, you sent me the information beforehand, but I knew whatever you were going to do was something that I hadn't touched on yet. Right. So I guess it really depends on the situation. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and just like you said, you know, that's how, that's how you like to do things and everybody has their own way. So just, you know, giving options, I think is always a good idea. Now, once you have been accepted to guest on the interview or guest on the podcast, do the interview, what are some tips for like preparing for the interview and making sure that it's really valuable for you, for the host and for the audience? Because I think we need to consider all three 
people, groups of people in, in when creating an episode. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so every, again, every podcaster has like their own system. Like I was just telling Jen Zaya before we got on, like how much I loved her, her guest system leading up to this interview, because she did such a great job at preparing me for like how the, just the details of, of the, uh, are you blushing? I am just a little bit. (laughs) The details of just like how the interview would go and how we can structure things and all of that. And so that's awesome when people do that, because then it, it makes you feel more comfortable as the guest. Everybody loves to be prepared and it still allows us to have like a free flowing conversation, knowing that like you even put this in your notes that it, it is going to be a conversation. And that's what you want a podcast episode to be is like a natural conversation. And it might go in this direction. It might go in this direction. But of course you want to have like that central message that you want people to walk away with. So regardless of the system that the podcaster has in place, I think it's always a good idea to sit down and really take that time before the interview and think about, okay, how, what are the main points that I want people to walk away with? What do I want to teach people have like a quick win in mind where by the end of the episode, people will be able to leave and think, oh my gosh, I just learned so much. I, I feel like I have what I need to go take action on whatever it is. So like for this interview, if you are interested in guessing on podcasts, one thing that you could do, and that I hope that you feel good about is sitting down and making a list of some guest topics that you could talk about and maybe even start brainstorming some podcast that you could pitch to. So really just taking that time to make sure that you're prepared, that your thoughts are prepared, not like writing out a script or anything, but just having that in your mind so that you stay on track and make sure that you are really providing the most value as possible. And then that's, I mean, that's going to pay off for everybody. It's going to make the host feel like you were prepared. You really came on to help their audience with something. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to make the listeners feel like it was a good use of their time because there's nothing worse than listening to a podcast episode and feeling like you didn't really get out of it what you thought you would. The other thing is I always recommend having some sort of freebie prepared that you can provide to the audience and check with the, like if the host doesn't mention anything about that, you can ask them before you get on, like, Hey, is it okay if I share this with your audience? I think it would be really helpful for them. And again, just like your actual podcast interview, you want the freebie to be something that's valuable, something that's connected to what you're speaking on, not just, you know, some piece of fluff, but something that people are going to want to go and download and that's going to help them in some way. And then it's a win-win for everybody again, because this is a great way to grow your email list and a great way to get connected with new people. And it can help whoever, um, whoever ends up downloading it. So many good points. The last one. So when I first started doing guest interviews, I did inspiring stories and I still do some of those, but with those interviews, I actually made it very clear. Like this is not a promo thing. This is really, I want a chance for people just to hear other teacherpreneur stories, their journeys. And so I did make it clear. And then for these ones, when I have a guest expert on my personal preferences, please give out a freebie, please provide that value. Um, But I've also been asked if they can pitch something. And I personally prefer that there's no like pitch for something for sale in the podcast. So it is, it's very interesting that 
you bring that up because each person is going to have a different vibe because I've also listened to podcasts where there is a full on pitch at the end, like come yeah. buy this $997 course for me. Totally. Like you've oh! heard this person one time and they're like pitching you this crazy thing to go and buy. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it, it, it really does depend. And then my other thought that is <laughs> so random, but as a host, a question that you're going to want to answer for people is whether or not the video is going to be used somewhere. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I get asked that question. So we're on zoom right now, but sometimes there are people who use Zencaster and I'm not sure there's a couple other ones that aren't video. They're just audio, but if you're doing it on zoom, make sure you let your people know if you are using your video or not, because it makes people so anxious. Yes. So anxious. So as just, if you are hosting, then give that information out. Yes. Oh my gosh. I talk about this all the time to people because sometimes people not only will not tell you that there's video, but then they'll actually like use that video. And, and some people, I mean, some people are fine. Like we're both in what sweatshirts right now, but some people are very, like they want to get all made up and they want to feel confident if they're going to be on video in any way. And so you got to, you got to let the person know if yeah. you're going to be on video. Yeah. And I have no problem sharing. I'm like sitting on our bed because the acoustics in here are the best. Um, but the lighting is garbage. And so if I'm going to be on video, then I have like the extra lighting that I'll bring in and I'll yes. turn my camera. So it's like right now I can see my, <laughs> right. Like, but I'll make it at least look decent ish. Whereas right now, cause I know the video is not going to use for anything. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. So just as a host, that is a question you will get asked and that you should definitely provide the answer for so that people are just not coming like, oh, I just didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm 10 minutes late. I was doing my hair because <laughs> that has definitely happened to me before. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. People get, people get real anxious about it. <laughs> Interview went really well. What do you do afterwards as the guest? Of course. Yeah. So as the guest, the biggest thing here is to make sure that you are sharing the episode when it goes live, because the host of the podcast that you just guested on was kind enough to let you come onto their show, give you their platform, give you access to their listeners. And so you don't want to just ghost them. You want to let them know that you really appreciate that they let you come on and that they trusted you to come onto their podcast because it's a big deal. And so you want to make sure that you're sharing it everywhere you can. If you have a weekly newsletter, put it in your weekly newsletter on your Instagram stories. Usually people, thankfully now these days, it's so easy to share. I mean, now you can add somebody as a collaborator on a post. Yeah. And like Instagram stories, it's literally the push of a button. So a lot of times the host will actually make it really easy for you in terms of social media. And all you have to do is reshare it better yet would be to like, you know, you could do a quick video on your Instagram stories and say, Hey, I, you know, had so much fun being a guest on this podcast. Here's the link to go listen. There's so many ways that you can share that, like, don't take a ton of prep time or anything like that. And then to take it a step further, something you can do is go and write a review for the host's uh, podcast because that's, I mean, every podcast host loves to be able to get a new review. It makes them feel good and it makes, it just is validating for people who might be skimming through and find their show and any, any kind of positive review is always really helpful. 
I really like that idea of leaving review. I'll go do that for your podcast. I'll do it for yours too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay. So what I was thinking as I was like asking this question was the new collaboration feature on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That is amazing because as the guest, I've guessed it a couple of times recently. And when I just get added onto that post, and then I can so nice. share the post to my Instagram stories. I can reshare all of your stories that you've done for me. Um, and then often the host will send graphics. And so that mm-hmm. makes it really easy too. That I don't have to create them. But when literally all I need to do is say, yes, I accept this collaboration. And then I will press the airplane and go. It makes it even easier. And not that I would ever not want to do that for somebody, but the easier it can be, the better. And so making it, I guess that's a host job to make it as easy as possible. Um, But definitely going that those steps and doing it. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if for some reason, I mean, I feel like it would be rare for a host not to put like anything about the interview on the, on social media, but if they didn't, for some reason, maybe they're not on social media or whatever, you could just create like a quick Canva graphic or back to that idea of just getting on Instagram stories and doing a face-to-face and linking it. Just something quick that at least you are taking that time to to share it with your audience so that it's, you just want it to feel like a very mutual relationship. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I've had a couple guests recently that will like screenshot and I was like actually looking for my phone so I could do this. But oh yeah. They'll screenshot it and be like, just finished up an empo- like a uh, exciting something, something with Jen Zaya. Yeah. Keep stay tuned for whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea of like putting it out there before it's even live or anything of yes. like a sneak, not a sneak peek because you can't hear anything in the picture, but just like that teaser moment almost a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. We'll, we'll do that at the end of this. <laughs> like I said, I don't have my phone. I don't know where I locked it. <laughs> Typical me. <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh, me too. I can never find my phone. That's like my thing. I, it can be in my hand and I'm like searching over the, around the house for it. Like my the glasses like, on your head. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or it'll be in my back pocket. That happens a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. I do that too <laughs> all the time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, okay. Anything else? Last little snippets of information, tidbits of goodness that you would like to add? I think I just want people to know, and I I touched on this in the beginning, but I do want people to know just how powerful this really can be. And it can build really strong relationships too. Like relationships with the host relationships with their listeners. You never know who's going to be listening to this episode. And it's just a really great marketing strategy that I really feel like not enough people are using in this space. Like I said, I have, I've talked to my clients and they're like, I want people to be pitching me. I want people to be, I want to do more guest interviews. And when you are the one reaching out to the host, providing them with that information that we talked about doing that upfront work, it takes the work off of them and it makes it really easy and not only easy, but they're going to be appreciative if you're a good fit for them and you're prepared with, with what you want to talk about. It's going to be a win-win for everybody. So I just would love to see more people taking advantage of that opportunity. So if you're listening and you're interested, go for it. And I think too, you said it a lot, but like preparing for the pitch, I don't think any 
podcast host, even if you pitch that person who only does solo episodes and has no interest in doing guests, I don't think anyone who you sent that pitch to that you've clearly done the research and say, I listened to your podcast. I really like these episodes. I know you generally do solo episodes, but I was just wondering if, if you come up at it that way of like, I've done my research, I want to serve your audience. Even if the answer is no, they're not likely going to be like angry. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she pitched me. Like how <laughs> horrible is this person? Right. If you've done the research when we're like frustrated or upset. And I put that in quotations. It's those people who haven't even filled in that, that blank of what name it's in the template and they haven't even completed yeah. their own template. That's the one that frustrates me. That's the one that makes me angry. The one who's clearly done the work, even if I'm like, no, I'm solidly booked till next January. I can't keep taking on people. Yeah. Right. And I'm not just saying, but <laughs> like, if that were the case and I was like, I, okay, I have too many, I can't, I'm not going to be upset if you put the time and the reason, like the energy into it. So if you're one, like wanting to pitch, then, then just do it. And the worst, the worst thing that's going to happen if you've done your research and you put the effort in, I think at least is going to be like, no, sorry, it's not a good fit for, or I don't do it or whatever, but it's not going to be that like cold shoulder. I can't believe this. You even tried, like, how dareth you? Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. The worst, yeah. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to get a no. And that's like the worst case scenario. And I'm glad you said that because uh, something we didn't touch on is that follow-up piece. A lot of pitches get accepted, especially if it's like a total cold pitch that you are sending out via email. It is very common for you to have to follow up a couple of times. So if you send an email and you don't hear anything, follow up in like one or two weeks. Don't do it like every day. Like don't be super <laughs> annoying about it, but spread it out and and follow up because there is a huge percentage of people who end up getting accepted in those follow-ups because people are just busy and they might not be able to get back to you right away. And a lot of people will, if they're already booked out ahead of time, a lot of people might be like, you sound like a great fit. I'd love to have you on. Can you follow up with me in six months? And so that's, and set the reminder. Yes, 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 yes. So true. That's where, that's where like having a system comes into play of like tracking all of these things, set yourself a due date, set yourself a reminder to actually follow up with that person. Because if they're telling you that, if they're taking the time to actually like respond and ask you to follow back up, they probably do want you on their show. So make sure that you're actually Mm -hmm. doing that follow-up. Absolutely. That's such a good, good reminder too. Well, thank you so much. I know you have a private podcast specifically about guesting for educators on other podcasts. So you give us a bit more information about that. Yes, I would love to. I have a private podcast. If you're not familiar with private podcasting, it's totally free. Basically, I will all give Jenzea a link. It is podcastingforeducators.com slash private podcast. And once you sign up, you'll get an email that has the pod. It's a link that you click on. It's really cool. Uh, You click on the link and then a page will pop up asking where you want to listen. So you can listen on Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever. And it's just a three episode series that goes a little bit more in detail about the step-by-step process of actually um, planning for and pitching and leveraging your interview just goes a little bit deeper into that as well as like what podcast hosts are looking for. And each episode is like less than 20 minutes. So it's a pretty quick listen. Oh, nice. I love that. I'm definitely going to sign up for it because like I said, at the very beginning, I'm like tiptoeing more into guesting and doing things like with you, you reached out to me 
I did. And, but like trying, like just trying and saying yes to those opportunities. And like my podcast manager keeps telling me I need to like pitch. And so like tiptoeing in. So I'm going to listen to this because it'll be good. It'll be good information for me. And I hope good information for all the listeners as well. So thank you so much for being on. If people want to come find you, can you let us know Instagram and your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So very easy. I'm podcasting for educators everywhere. Instagram. I'm, I really don't do much on Facebook. Instagram is podcasting for educators. And then my podcast is called podcasting for educators. <laughs> Make things so easy. I love so it. simple. <laughs> and everything will be linked in the show notes below. So thank Perfect. you again for being on. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Thank you so much for listening to market scale grow. If you're ready to build your email list and generate consistent leads on autopilot, then we would love to partner with you. Our growth package is perfect for course creators, service providers, and coaches looking to inject their list with fresh leads so that they can amplify their amazing program and get it out to new people. This six week package is perfect for you if you have a proven lead magnet that you're ready to turn into an established lead generation machine. To get started today, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash work together, fill out the application and someone from my team will be in contact with you to schedule a free strategy session to ensure that it's a good fit and to get you on the path to consistent lead generation with Team JD. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to working with you.